Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everyone, and welcome to RPG from Scratch, design episode number 57. I am your host, Josh LaForge, and with me today is Max. Yes. And Liam. Go team hombre. And Doug has vanished to the Maldives. Again. Fleeing the law. Yeah. Or leading the law, depending on, mm-hmm. on how you think about it. How far undercover he may, yeah. may or may not be. My first instinct is always to tie him to like recent criminal happenings, but I'm like, that's our friend. We don't want to you know, be slanderous. Oh, what, like all the murders in Philly? Yeah. That's not him. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. No, no. That's not how allegedly works. <laughs> <laughs> You're alleged of a crime. Yes. <laughs> You're not allegedly innocent. No, he's allegedly innocent. Oh, my yeah. God. All right. Well, uh, so I kind of want to do a loose episode today. I've got kind of like big picture questions. Um, and what I want to start with is... What kind of party are we building baseline combat encounters for? So, right. so let's. So, I, I think a good tool for us to think about this before we really start drilling into it is is let's think of compositions, right? If you're playing a two person party, yes. What corners are you trying to hit to make sure that you're a viable unit? Well, you got to have enough damage. So high damage. Got to have some healing. Got to have healing. healing, and got to have some staying power. Right. You, you, you need to build characters that can get hit. But I feel like so I, in, a two, in a two-player party, you're probably both trying to, be, to build your survivability up yes. and maximizing your damage output with healing. And if both of you took on the role of healing a little bit yeah. mm-hmm. and damage, you'd probably be better off, right? Yes. So in this in this conversation, the reason why I'm bringing this up is that we are expecting parties to have damage and healing. Yes. And to be able to take a hit. At least one. Well, or maybe maybe more. A 17 and dodge, you know. So you wouldn't build Esmond, your fire mm-hmm. crocodile, as pure fire in, in a, a two-party two team? No. no. Not even a little bit. Right. What do you think you would add? Because you have such high damage. Yeah. What would you change about Esmond to, um, in a two-party team? Rather than going step three, I step I, three fire three fire. I, I actually I probably would have gone core fire, step one radiance, and then probably continued going around fire. You 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 just need to splash into healing to get because mm. you got high dodge, yeah, but low HP, yes, and then you got one armor for being a fraud. Mm-hmm. So so that's. I agree with you. I think that's that's on point. You might even increase your endurance by one, right, to get that extra six HP, and go up a level. Um, I don't know if Kelvin would even work with all the command, like in a two party team. Command is, I think, command mm-hmm. is pretty good in a two party team. If you've you got somebody so? who deals high individual damage, um, mm-hmm. then that person's dealing you, damage every round. If, okay. if you went command splash heal. You could even have someone who's just a straight champ, yeah, and get a lot done, yeah. 
Although the range of of uh, fire is pretty good, but what what happens when you can't get to range, right? Well, command mm-hmm. helps with that. Command yeah. can can kind of get you out of the, out of range. Trouble. Range is immediately going to be. I think in a two party team, range is rougher too because you're trying you're trying to control area because I think there's a, a heavy pretty heavy tactical mm-hmm. having two people in the stuff giving each other bonuses and being able to to spread out that hate is pretty useful mm-hmm. rather than someone trying to 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 be a wall against however many enemies you have I agree but I think that gives us a picture of priorities yes right so so two players you so um all Kelton would have to do probably is add some damage yeah he's right because he's already of an he's already command. not doing too much yep oh, yeah he's, he's got mm-hmm. command he does on his turn as much damage as the person who does the most damage in his party that's true you might just you might just splash healing yeah <laughs> and then you can get uh you can get a mm-hmm. oh zealotry 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 plus command is probably pretty spicy yes okay so now let's 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 think about it. let's grow this party right yeah. so so okay. the two per, two player party we see two generalists we're expecting players to branch out so they can interact with each other so that we can throw difficult encounters at that group and they've got options. Each character, when there's nobody to heal, has a different job to do that is really important. Yes. Okay. Let's let's grow it. Let's make it to three players, okay? Now, let's think three players. I think you can have... I feel like this is the first opportunity that you can make a party of three with very rigid roles. Yes. Because I think... The three-man party works with dedicated tank, mm-hmm. dedicated damage, dedicated healer. Yep. Yep. Here's the problem. That healer's going to have multiple w- targets. Way less to do in a three-man party. Yep. It'll be effective, but the, I think the the person who would benefit, the player who would benefit most from spreading out their steps and paths would be the healer in a three-man party. Yep. But I feel like that's a, it's an effective party, right? Um, and and probably uh, healing and command i feel like is is going to get a lot done the beauty of our system is you're not just the healer correct you, you still get be. other stuff to do yeah. you could be the healer and shoot fire at your ass that's you true know, like or or you could just use the thing that in our playthroughs we've mm-hmm. used to heal the most it's still a viable attack mm-hmm. it's a viable attack yeah. i feel like <laughs> you can also make three generalists yeah. Yep. Right. And as long as everybody's got a backup for each other, then you're okay. As long mm-hmm. as your bases are covered in in those three. Yeah. Main... Like if your healer is core ice, step one, step two, radiance. That's a tough motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be in an if somebody peels off and goes for the healer, that healer will ruin their life. Yeah. But if you target yourself with your dazzling ray, you can almost always get one other ally. You can get a lot done. Yeah. And deal damage. Yeah. And if you got that armor, mm-hmm. you. You can you can not care about a lot of stuff. It's true. Well, I mean, core radiance, you're tough because you get the the shield. You get if you were a singer in like 1961 and your name was Dazzling Ray, I think you'd be doing all right. Oh yeah, because you're the only one who could really. Oh, it sounds like such a dig at Ray Charles, though, doesn't it? It does. It sounds like you're obviously trying to be anti-Ray Charles. <laughs> Which it's you're 1961. You probably still work. <laughs> you know, like, oh, your hit single, I took your eyes. No, oh, come on. <laughs> he had eyes. They just didn't work. It sounds like a hit double. <laughs> oh, uh, fuck. All right. I feel like three players is the simplest. That's the simplest group composition. Mm-hmm. Of, we're thinking of designing encounters. I, I feel like we really are solidifying these roles, right? Mm-hmm. Of 
So, all right, let's grow it again just to just to really get a full picture of what we expect players to have. Right? Eleven what, team members. <laughs> well, let's go to four players. I feel like here's an enormous amount of flexibility. This actually might be the most flexible amount because past four, I think you start to specialize more. Sure, but also I also the the idea that there can be someone in the party who can do something bonkers. Yeah, like you can have it. You you probably at four people, especially when you start having the conversations at at session zero. You're having a lot more conversations about uh, what your job mechanically is to do. Yeah. So you build someone again who can take a hit, who's there to take hits, mm-hmm. who enjoys taking hits. I, I feel like if if you're if you're thinking about roles, the tank of a three man party. If you're if you're wanting to do a tank and you're not making generalists, they're going to specialize more than a tank of a four person party has to. Right? You really want to be impossible mm-hmm. to get by. You also want to you want to feel very secure in that because if things go wrong, that's the first place where things are going to go wrong. Absolutely. So you're you're really like building to be the most dangerous person to try to avoid while setting up your damage dealer to deal the most damage. Yeah. All right. But four players, do we need a tank anymore? I think you need somebody to instigate, right? Like you need somebody tough enough to instigate, probably I, with armor. Yeah. But they don't need to be so specialized. It's, it's a, I think, even a role of you need someone to be the tank just so that to make it literally to make it easier for whoever's healing to know this is going to be the person yeah. who is going to put themselves out there to start taking hits. Yeah. So you already know to you, to to start wrangling them. You need an instigator for how this com- how every combat will start. This person will put themselves in the way of everybody else and and get going at four players. However, that person does not have to be a dedicated tank. We're talking about just the beginning of combat, yeah. right? So you could have somebody who's just command that wears armor and they run out and get hit. Champ could do it pretty easily. Champ could do it for sure. Uh, scoundrel probably not. No, you could build a scoundrel who could, but but straight scoundrel it's probably not what you're focusing on. No, well, and also I think it doing that at at you know level zealotry zero, zealotry could zealot, do it. Zealotry could you could you could build a scoundrel that could do that at level three and four mm-hmm. when you start dipping into other stuff. But just having someone who's already scoundrel enough to be considered a scoundrel, you're you're pretty easy to knock over. We have found that out. Yeah. You could have two off healers without having a main healer. You yep. could everybody can deal damage. You don't really have to worry about that. You could have that same three party setup, and you could literally just have a fourth person who's like, "I'm gonna try something." Yep. What is it? Marksman and this, or or this weird combination, mm-hmm. and they could they could even just bounce around and do four things kind of okay and feel very very a lot like they're contributing. So, so now let's think of that three person party. This let's think of the specialized yeah. three person party. What do you add to that to get the biggest benefit out? I don't think it's command. No. I think maybe death. Ice. Ooh. Ice would be good too. Ice is control. Yeah. Death and ice definitely. Those are both denial. Mm. Scoundrel's good. Scoundrel is good. The, the also more, because of control. Yeah. The yeah. more people you have on the field with you, the better the scoundrel is. Yes. Command, I like four because it's like a piano. Yeah. You know, you got all the different keys. Now, I think as we expand past four, mm-hmm. we start to see command really shine. Yeah. Yes. Once we get to five, six plus, nobody, you're never sad uh, yeah. to add another person yeah. with command. Also, don't play with seven people. No. I've, I've done it. We've done it. I've GM'd it. You've GM'd it. I know. I try, not, I try not to do that anymore. When everybody's on the same page, it's not that bad. But everybody understands that it is yes. a struggle. Okay. The moment we have five players, we no longer need a tank. 
No. You have enough meat. You have enough meat, and enough probably meat. you've got enough people with dips into healing. Whether they picked up Zealotry to begin down that path for damage, they can still off-heal. I was going to say, does reality bend at seven? <laughs> because, like, you know, your group meets in the tavern. If you have seven people meeting at a bar, like, that's, that's a big party. Do they all fit in the same wagon, the same boat? Do you have to, like, have two boats? Yeah, I think, I think you have to plan around it for sure. We've, I mean, in the ways we've done it, usually we're traveling on foot. Yeah. Okay. And it wasn't that big of a deal. It's like, it's usually like, oh, yeah, we jump in the wagon, but, like... Oh, there's 12 of us. I don't know if we're all going to fit. I, I agree. Um, but I think when you get to seven, the scope of the adventure changes. It yeah. has to. You're not doing, if you're doing a heist, we're talking Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk six plus, okay? Because because I feel like six plus is distinct from five. Five, we're still in normal gaming territory. Yeah. Four is ideal, I think. We should plan around four and give GMs the... The tools to do with three and two. I was going to say the tools to upscale past four. Like how to add damage, how to add monsters, how to add extra turns to the monsters during a round to I like that a lot. Assist with making uh, the difficulty matter, and of course health. Like your your monsters have to gain health if they're boss creatures, especially. Yeah, because adding another player over the course of three to four turns is potentially a lot of damage, depending on who that oh, yeah. character is. Yeah, especially if it's command. <laughs> especially if it's command. Especially if it's champ, or even it's just someone who. Let's the healer let loose and do something else. Yep, you're right. All right, I'm into that. So the, 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 reason, the, the functional reason I'm bringing this up to conceptualize this is that I want to touch base with you guys to make sure that when we're talking about designing encounters, we are expecting somebody who can soak damage, somebody who can heal. Yes. The players have to have that. And a damage output that matches, at least matches the enemies. Yeah, because if not, you're going to get outstripped and yeah. then... Eventually, you won't be able to put up damage numbers enough to kill them before they kill you. Yeah, it's not fun to die in the first campaign. Right. So conceptually, the only one of us who has had our players fight enemies who could heal is Liam. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of the Pawas could heal each other. Yep. Now, uh, I haven't done that yet because it's a balancing act. I, th I thought you handled it well. And Max, Max didn't do it because nobody had magic, right? Yes. Also, didn't come up. As, well, one, didn't, one character one had character. magic. Didn't. Didn't have as much of an effect on the uh, the battlefield as I thought it would be. Because I think if you go back and listen to them, I don't think any of those guys survived more than two turns. But <laughs> it, it, it didn't matter because it gave us information yeah. about their mm -hmm. capabilities, right? So this is, I, I think, this is interesting in thinking of the moment you add an enemy to an encounter that can heal their allies, you're extending the length of the encounter, which increases the overall damage the enemies will deal against the party. Yes. And depending on what kind of enemies they are, that's either a little bit of slow damage or huge spiky damage that can that can body a character immediately. I don't really have a resolution for this topic other than I think it's important that we have it, that we have this discussion about okay. what we expect from group compositions. Three to four is the mean. I think four like, is ideal. Go. You're going to mm -hmm. get threes. You're going to get fives. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But six plus... I think is probably easier to do in our system mm -hmm. as a GM than than in Dungeons and Dragons where we've done it before, and certainly in Pathfinder. Trying to balance encounters around six players going and zippering in enemies into that, like it's just going to be it, it's going to be difficult. The the zippering actually makes it more consistent and easier to deal with. It makes it easier to deal with, but it's a it's a consideration that other systems don't have. Yeah, like having having a six person seven person party. They overwhelmingly win initiative. 
Boo boy. Yeah. Having having seven people get a full turn before you get to act as a GM is a real great way to be like, oh, this encounter is not going to work now. Yes. And knowing way too late that that is true. Definitely had that before and like cheered afterwards that we got that all off because we were really worried we were going to die in, in other systems. But um, But I feel like every one of these things we are calling a scene. I feel like it's easier to craft scenes when you can almost guarantee that the players are going to see the actions of a creature at least once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it just comes back to the dice. Yeah. Cause I just listened to again, echoes and there's just, we were rolling ones when you could have been rolling 19s yep. and we would have been eviscerated quite early. Oh, that, the, mm-hmm. what was it? The, the two? wolves? No, not the wolves. It was, um, two birds. Heralds. Yeah. The heralds. The heralds. Oh yeah. That guy Harry. You're just dropping that, the dice. Were they heralds? Was that the two heralds? The yeah. two heralds. Yep. Yep. It was no Howard. The two Howards. The two Howards. Howard the Duck. Heralds. Yeah. Howard and Goose Howard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot that stupid joke. I loved it. It's what makes me want a GM. So let's talk about encounter design. We've all done it now in our system. Uh, actually, I want to hear. I want to hear from you, Max, because your you took a different path than Liam and I did in the designing of encounters. What did you expect our party to be able to do against? Uh, against the enemies that was the most frustrating part about by the way i'm talking about gloomtown so if anybody's wondering what we're talking about and you haven't listened to it max Mm -hmm. gms all of gloomtown and it was a blast but but uh all of his enemies were basically commoners except for uh one encounter yeah also spoilers for gloomtown (laughs) yeah oh sorry spoilers for gloomtown yeah i really didn't know how to make an encounter or how to make a combat or how to do anything i was just going on what i've seen before just mm-hmm. just trying to make something that'll be interesting for you guys i didn't know how to make it like you guys always make it where i seem like this is way too difficult and then we beat it and we're like oh yay and everything that's how- if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with juvederm volbella xc or juvederm ultra xc do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Amazing, but I don't know how to get there. So I was just <laughs> putting in people that I thought would be there and then trying to make enough of them to where 
their lack of combat skill wouldn't just be boring for you guys. Until recently, I would just steal from yeah. uh, published adventures and then rename mm-hmm. the characters and change their abilities. And, okay. And that, that's how I would Yeah, but really ideas. that was the part about why I didn't really like jamming. It was combat, like creating the combat, trying to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's I, very... I, I enjoy doing that because mm-hmm. I make a little spreadsheet of what I, what I think most people will be able to hit with. And then I just go, I want this guy to feel like he's a little hard to hit. So I'm just going to push him one or two spots there. I want this guy to feel like he has a lot of health. This is how much damage I think on average they could do in two or three turns. I want him to survive longer than that. You know, I'm I'm, in my case. I just said there's going to be this guy. He seems cool. Well, maybe there'd be two of those guys. They'll have a dog. You're correct. That's yeah. (laughs) I I think that's the way to do it, too. Like, I I, I mean, you guys have noticed when I'm jamming, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I will get the, the old screenwriting tip of, uh, or stage writing tip of give everybody a, a limp and an eye patch yeah. of just this is a female yeah. with a great sword. You know, like that's the, what was it, middle age, middle age Ashwin with a great sword. Uh, <laughs> the sequel to Alec McBeal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I love about doing that that I didn't realize at the time when I first started doing it is the story it creates during combat, right? <laughs> just a little bit of personality. Three like a dog. Yep. Yeah, the three like a dog. Uh, the reason, the reason why that's great is, is I'm just trying to, in every combat, Mm -hmm. when I'm designing it, I'm just trying to make something difficult where, and sometimes the thing that's difficult is, you know what? They haven't had anything that scared them in a while. This is going to be a very simple enemy that dies easily, but does a ton of damage if it hits. So they're going to think it's easy. They'll kill one and then one will hit them and they'll go, Oh no, we need to take this very seriously. (laughs) Uh, and that's that's an easy encounter to design. I mean, yeah. it's super easy. But controlling for characters that can heal and tank, if we always, always expect that, and we and we lay it out in the system that we expect players to be able to take damage and heal, then I feel like it's on them if they don't. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Especially because there's no penalty for multi-classing in our system. Nope. Like it's not, you wouldn't, I wouldn't say there's a huge bonus for doing it. I feel like it's just exactly as though if you hadn't, right? You're just different. I think, I think there is a, a distinct, again, in the, especially in the two to three range. Two especially. There is, there is a big incentive to have a nice toolbox to work from in your personal yeah. toolbox because you can't depend on other people. But yeah, at, at four, yeah. If you if if you have you can be someone dead, you who can has be, got a hammer, you just start setting up nails. For sure. You don't need to step outside of Radiance at four players. No. Like and, and Radiance fucking slaps. It does. And you're gonna deal enough damage. Like if if you're like, oh I don't have anybody to heal, I'll just cast my radiance ability and deal damage. Radiance doesn't deal as much damage as any dedicated mm-hmm. damage path, but it is it does damage and you're not gonna be sad <laughs> about the damage you deal if you have four or more players. And when you take the, the damage dealers and you're like, no, you're cool, back up, let's go. Yeah. You yeah. Do this. And there's, there is, I think there is an advantage to having a dedicated healer at four because just having a champion or a scoundrel or a melee concentrated exploding oh, yeah. fire or death, and they're just like, no, I'm pretty confident I can stay up for two turns no matter what. Yeah. I'm just going to go hard and see how many things I can kill. And Radiance could just go, you're shielded, baby, and I'm within six spaces. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep you up. Yeah, if, if, you've got, if you've got somebody whose core 
ice step one citadel tanking and you got somebody who's just pure champion going full radiance is fine yeah <laughs> in a three-man party you're you're fine everybody will live and many things will die yeah. many many things will absolutely die. okay i think we spent enough time on that for now i we're, I'm, I'm about to design some encounters for a three-man party, so I, I wanted to talk about expectations. I already know what characters you guys are playing, so there's not—but my worry is, do I design the encounters around what I know I'll be facing, or is what I'm facing the standard as GM? Like, is for a three-man party that you guys are going to be, do you meet the standard expectations? And based on what you picked— I think you do. Two-man was hard to design around. Two-man was tough, but fun. Max, you went double radiance? Yes. For the for the two-man test we did, and, and Liam, what was your character again? Is it Scoundrel Citadel? Might be. Okay, so changing lanes. Let's talk about <laughs> Ackies. Yeah. We don't really lay out any guidelines yet, and we should. I want to know how players earn Ackies. Obviously, they'll find them in chests. They'll mm-hmm. loot bodies. Um <laughs> But they'll take jobs that pay Ackies. Yeah. I, I mean, that seems normal, right? But okay, but let's talk about professions. Okay. So let's pick a, a profession that makes money. You're a jeweler. Mm-hmm. Let's start lower. Okay. <laughs> let's start lower. You play the flute. What does a day laborer make? A day laborer? Let's, find, let's, let's start with a day laborer. Oh, so we're talking like amount. Yeah, let's okay. go with a day laborer. Then we can move to a, a, a medium craftsperson. Jewelers making good money. Like, that's a very specialized skill sure. in, a, in an expensive line with expensive clientele. I'm thinking of the reason why I brought up jeweler. Day laborer is fine, too. Um, but I was thinking the reason why it didn't seem complicated why I brought it up is just thinking of time investment return. Mm-hmm. Let's say day laborer. Let's use your example yeah. because because there's no we don't have to talk about investment, right? We're just time investment. Yeah. Let's say you're going to go do day labor, right? As you're digging you're, ditches. Yeah. You're di- so. Let's say you're a grave digger. That's your profession. Yeah. And you're going to go do some day labor digging ditches for people. I think the easiest way for us to start is to just compare it to U.S. currency. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. So you can make what's a day labor make 150 bucks a day. For eight hours, less is that is that too much? Less, it's less. It's it's higher than you expect. It's higher That's, than you expect, but I think it's less than that. I think what you just described is like construction demo, which is while still kind of day labor. That's like the hard stuff. I think I might be on closer than you think. The average is around thirty five, thirty six thousand a year. So if we divide that by two thousand eighty, hundred thirty eight. That's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> I want to move our margins down, because then if you're buying an inn, we're paying 250 ackies for a room. That's what a hotel room costs. Motel costs uh, 25. Airbnb. I stayed in DC for three days for uh, 24 a day. Holy shit, that's awesome. It was. It was awesome. Okay, well let's let's try to do that. I, the mm-hmm. reason why I think comparing it to U.S. currency for now. And euros, I think, are close enough that we can use this, right? Mm -hmm. Is I want to give GMs the tools to think about how much things would cost in their world relative to an equivalent in our current world. So that way they can – somebody's like, I want to buy a sword from a a merchant. Um, What are we talking? Are we talking like a functional sword? I I honestly think this will break down so fast for a couple reasons. One, the things that stuff costs isn't static. In five years, that could be very, very different. I think that's what I like about it, though. 
then our books are out of, then they're no longer useful because they're going to have information from five years ago. Like, if we're going to pick something arbitrary or something that will be functionally arbitrary, let's just make it smaller. I think, so the books, I think, are going to contain guidelines that say, at the time of writing this, Mm -hmm. the equivalent in USD and euros was this. Therefore, at the time of writing this, it would cost them this. So the GM can just look up what they want and find out how many Ackies it costs. And, and when it comes to how much they get paid, it's relevant to whenever they're playing. I, I don't think you should have to add homework to your book. I think you should just be <laughs> able to look into your book and go, this much. I, th- I think you need an authoritative guide of, it's this much. You know what? I think you're right for basic things. Yes. But I think starting out right now, we can use yes. real-world costs and then equivocate them or get close to make them mm-hmm. nice round numbers and then include a line to GMs of the future that if they want to estimate the cost of something, look at it at look the current at these value. Four things. Yep. Or or how much the player will get paid, you can look at what, what people are currently paid mm-hmm. in Euros or USD. I was about to say or half of what a pound is, but the pound's all over the fucking place yeah. since Brexit. Yeah. We can't we can't get eggs here, Jonathan. We can't get <laughs> I eggs. Saw this. No, Brian. Oh yeah, Brian. <laughs> I don't want to include the cost of houses in our books, but mm-hmm. if you're like, I want to buy a townhouse in Akinosh, mm-hmm. in the center of Akinosh, I want GMs to be able to look at like, what does it cost to live in Manhattan? Yeah. You know, what, like, yeah. I, I feel like that's a useful tool oh, that I as a GM- Two million hackies. Yeah, way more than two million. I want GMs to, be, to feel comfortable reaching outside of our system- because in a way that I have never felt comfortable as a GM in any other system. Could we yeah. use the store in Australian? The store? Our our store? You mean our, our website? No, don't we have a store in Australian? We, we have a shop, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, do you, you don't sell goods. No. But it's a, it's well, we a storefront. The, I just mean we bought the building. Yeah. Yes. In, in the podcast. Yeah, but I hand waved. I know. But I'm saying, can we wait how much you made versus how much it cost? Yeah, we have we, not been we, tracking. We found money. a whole rocket full that was yeah. just aluminum, and where they were mm-hmm. like, uh, "Can we live someplace?" Yeah, yeah. A, this is a horde of Dyron. I think you're right, Liam, in that we should codify the cost of basic items. Yeah, the cost. We should have suggestions for the cost of non-basics, and for houses, we should inc- for any non-standard items. We should we should tell the GM they have their our explicit permission yeah. to compare it to real-world items as we design this to be close in concept to the dollar and the euro. That works. Right. And, and then not we'll the rand. Be, not the rand, no. And no Norwegian kroner. Sorry, That's Norway. Right. Yeah. So I've got two topics that are adjacent to the Ackies that are crafting an inventory uh-huh. that we have to get into, but we don't have to do it now. So I'll just make a note. I'll say, I, I feel like we're, we're in the neighborhood here. I think that... The problem I haven't brought up yet with Ackies is that players don't have a lot of stuff to spend them on. Yeah. In our system. Not yet. Like, do our magic items are kind of silly at the moment? So I think we'll we'll put it out there. It's also a situation of buying magic items always feels, depending on what they are, a little weird. That you could it just, does. You it just does go to weird. a store. I li- but I think that's <laughs> I think the reason why Paz is fun uh in, mm-hmm. in uh Leyliners is that all of them are secondhand. Yeah. So maybe they're a little weird and quirky, but you, you're kind of in it for that. That's, no, no, no. Past tense is great. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, she doesn't have a very large inventory. 
I think we should change that, though. I think, so Max and I spoke, and uh, to give the players things to purchase, I think we're just going to open it up for listeners. And uh, Max, you expect interest in uh, in taking all of those. Yes. Send them to me. I think what we'll do then is we'll make a Google form that's public, and Max will be maintaining it. Um, and you can just submit custom items. When you submit them, please include a cost. Now, I think a good rubric for this is, what would this item cost if it were not magical? And then the moment you add a simple magical property to it, think of like, what is the artisan version yeah. of this if there's a real world equ- equivalent, right? So um, I can buy a kitchen knife for $6 at Walmart, but if I want a super awesome artisan one, $600 is not unreasonable. No. And there's, there's many above that. And if you want one that explodes when you stab stuff, that would be oh. way more. Well, I think, <laughs> or, or way less, yeah. depending on the functionality. Yeah, so think about that. <laughs> think the McGargle version is just like it's yeah. just got dynamite yeah. in it. But uh, but remember the technology level that we're dealing with here. That anything that is mechanical or, or or based on technology rather than magic, it needs to conform to the almost the McGargle esque silliness the the steampunk slash goblin-esque yeah mm-hmm. uh, uh technology that we're that we're thinking of early renaissance in its usefulness and flamboyantness yes like there were a yes. lot of cool things that were invented in the renaissance but they didn't work really <laughs> correct we'll be posting that on our patreon uh probably in the description somewhere visible where everybody can have access to it please contribute it, even if you think it's like a half-baked idea we'll fill in the rest when it comes to attribution we may use them in the podcasts you can use them in your games but we are probably not going to be including them in the books because we need something a little more bog standard than the creative stuff that you guys get up to which we love reading about your your custom characters are fantastic we might make a McGargle book or something i love it yeah, yeah. The, we'll call it the McGargle's Compendium of of uh, wondrous and wacky items. Yes, perfect. All right, I love it. Down off the dome, feeling good. <laughs> off the monochrome dome, <laughs> the monochrome dome. All right, I love it. I'm excited to see what you guys create because, like, while we have a lot of creative capital, we use most of it up just thinking of scenarios like this yes. and and how we would plan for the future so we're really excited what you would create it's it's it'll be open to everybody if you think that's something that you'd like to do if you want to see the wing mob use your stupid sword you should probably fill out this form so i think what we'll, we'll include in that is is you can price the item you can describe its appearance uh typical locations it might be found you can yeah. give it a backstory some notes uh how it's used or and if there's any like general knowledge about it uh, if you make a 1986 mess reference in its backstory, I'll probably use it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine a telescope attached to 4,000 feet of steel cable. So it just pulls something far away closer to you instead of working as a telescope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like a colonoscope with a hook at the end. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love it. I'm excited to see what you guys create, and I think that's where we're going to end it today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, if you have comments or suggestions, our Patreon is patreon.com slash RPGFS. Our $2 not patrons can find us on the Omniverse Discord, where you can talk to us directly. On Twitter, you can see our posts. We are at Homebrew Ombres, and we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash RPGFS. And until next time, everybody, stay safe, stand watch, and get a full rest.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.